everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Not Your Average Netizens. This is Ash, and I'm joined again by Nat. Hey. And back on the podcast, we have Jay. Hello. Jay. Do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> Great. All right. So um, if you guys maybe have forgot, we did have a little contest running. Um, we are giving away a copy of um, Love Yourself. Um, tier um, by BTS and we do have a winner um, so the winner of that free CD package is Cassandra Derensberg so congratulations Cassandra um, by the time this podcast airs um, obviously you will have that info posted all over our social media and we will be contacting you and getting that cd over to you as soon as possible so you can listen to bts in the comfort of your home and listen to it over and over again as i'm sure you are going to do so congratulations again and let's get to some k-pop news shall we yes 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 all righty so, some Girls' Generation news. Tiffany is going to make her solo comeback, which I'm a little confused because I've heard it uh, described as a comeback, but it sounds more like it's her American debut because I don't think she's coming back in Korea anytime soon. Um, but it seems like this is actually going to be her American debut um, with a new album. She's already recorded songs and she's filming a music video next. Um, I think she actually released a teaser sometime today for a song called Over My Skin. And it's supposed to come out on the 28th of June, or that's what's been rumored. Um, I don't know if that's been verified as of yet. Um, Tiffany is currently signed with Paradigm Talent Agency, which is... Um, fairly big agency. They represent Jason Mraz, Imagine Dragons, Ed Sheeran. Um, so they they have a pretty decent roster. So Tiffany seems well represented. Um, however, you know, so was CL and we know how that went. So um, <laughs> uh, that's not guaranteed. But um, Tiffany seems like she's pretty into this she's rebranding herself as tiffany young um her song was used uh, i heard a little snippet of it over uh, an unrelated video apparently where the, her song was used and it sounds kind of like a pop dance track um like a club track is is kind of what i got the feeling from so i don't know you know as of yet you know what you know, market she's cornering with this, but I know that she's supposedly going to try and do acting as well, and I've heard tons of stuff where everyone was like, Tiffany should do a CW show, and honestly, I could see it. Um, <laughs> so what are your guys' thoughts? You think Tiffany's, how Tiffany's going to do? She's going to do well? 
she'll have stones. So, like, I think she'll always do okay. Because, I mean, her first release, um, I, did, I Just Want to Dance, was okay. But she sold pretty decent numbers and she did pretty okay. I think she even got a win on a music show or maybe a couple of them. So I think that she'll have the support of the songs. The song sounds very like what I expect from her. It was very Christina Aguilera. Mm. I think like Junior in the Bottle era, that's what it sounded like. Mm-hmm. Um, and she always talks about Christina Aguilera being like a huge role model for her when she was growing up and like Mariah Carey. So she vocally sort of, sort of mimics that, I think. Um, whether or not she can vocally pull it off all the time is the question. Mm-hmm. But she she always tries and puts like a thousand percent. So that's why I I have personal feelings about Tiffany. But overall, <laughs> I think that I I hope she does well and I hope she succeeds. And yeah, it is an American debut from all from all reports because a com- she a comeback would be something she would do in Korea, and she cannot go back to Korea because the. <laughs> Yeah, not uh, not the moment. So no. So and she's gonna release it. Apparently, it's a birthday gift. So her birthday is August first, meaning that it should be released somewhere around there. Oh, Um, okay. Yeah, we'll see. Interesting. Anything, Jay? From you and Tiffany? Um, Hard worker. Uh, like (laughs) Nat said, like she. She may not be able to pull off some of those notes, but the fact that she's still, you know, working towards her dream, because I think she said that she wanted to act um, for, like, years, and she still hasn't given up on that, and that she's still going for it. I think that speaks a lot, too, about her character that he sees through, and even if it may take a while, that she's always on her, um, that she's still doing music despite her voice so i mean <laughs> you can't knock somebody determination um no, i think that, that may pay off in the oh she's gonna get cw but you know <laughs> let's be humble but you know maybe uh, oscar not <laughs> in her future i mean anything's possible well, she is going to acting school. So, I mean, that's what she moved to L.A., like, moved back to L.A. to do, to go to acting school. So it's not like oh. she's like, oh, I'm Tiffany from Girls' Generation, and I'm just going to, like, get some roles and do whatever. She's actually in school with regular students, and she's trying, like, her hand at the craft and learning it. And, I mean, this is the girl that, like, at 14 moved to Korea, not really knowing Korean, just knowing that she wanted to sing and dance and be in a group. And she became, you know, a huge celebrity, world-renowned, like part of one of the biggest girl groups ever. So I would never knock Tiffany because I think that she has the determination and the hard work behind her to make her dreams come true. So I think I think actually I will like the song. I was kind of iffy on I Just Want to Dance. Um, and I didn't like anything else from the mini. But this song, if it's if I'm right with it being more on, along the lines of like Christina's Jeannie Novato era, I would definitely say that I would love it because I also love Christina Aguilera and Jeannie Novato. So I think that's yeah. Well, off topic, but yeah. Christina Aguilera's Jeannie Novato era is like well, her reflection album I think is one of her better albums. Oh, I would put that oh there in the top three or top two 
I mean, just pop. She perfection. may hate it, but I like. I that was. I played that CD. Like I wore it out. Yeah, I I learned the dance. I was like, <laughs> I was so into it. I love I love Christina Aguilera. So I was always a Christina girl. I was never a Britney girl. I'm sorry, all. I I do prefer Christina because she can actually sing, but I love Britney's stage performance and her persona and her like just her her just doing her thing and she had such great songs like you can't knock Britney's like discography. Uh, so that's, that's true. That's yeah. true. I mean, it's 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 it it's really good pop music. It is. Um, so you can't you can't knock that. Um, I've warmed up to Britney over the years, though. So, mm. <laughs> um, also for the for the record, I liked "I Just Want to Dance" because I'm a total '80s whore, and anything that's like throwback '80s, I love. So, I just I just want to put that in there. The song is good. I think it was just the execution was like my only issue with it, and it sort of took away from it for me. You mean like the live stages? Because you, you remember the first couple that were so rough, and they were obviously her lip singing, and it was just—I think she was nervous. I don't know what was going on, but it was so like even songs were like, "Tiffany, please stop performing. You're embarrassing us." Like it oh, was that bad. It was that bad, and I—I I, like, I don't remember. I don't think I ate <laughs> much attention because I honestly don't remember it being that bad. I just remember being like, "Oh, Tiffany's promoting." We should watch. <laughs> we should watch one and and talk about it while we watch it. <laughs> I just, I mean, I know Tiffany's not known for her dancing, so that area of the performance is usually kind of rough, anyway. Um, so Mike was in relation to her face. I'm saying that in very in the nice way I can, like you know, not even. <laughs> It was you've been doing this for like ten years. Like, get it, get yeah. it together, someone. Gotta fake it a little bit. And the lip syncing hey, was so bad. I was like, I just couldn't believe it. I was in shock when I saw her like Man. mouth open and like nothing was coming out. And then there would be her singing, her, like her voice would be in, you know, like on the mic or whatever. And she would just like her mouth was closed and she's dancing. I'm just like. Girl, you need to like get off the stage. You just need to like regroup, <laughs> regroup, and and you know maybe take something to to calm your nerves and just try this again. <laughs> That's bad. You know it's bad when K-pop fans are telling you that you need to stop lip syncing. That I, you know though, you know what that speaks though to Tiffany because she always smiles, she always gets up, and she just does what she needs to do. I she had that um, American national anthem at the baseball game, which is one of the worst covers of the national anthem. I don't know if you've ever heard it. You know, she had that whole thing, like, Tiff- YouTube is my best friend. Like, there's so many stories about Tiffany. But Tiffany <laughs> is here, and she's smiling, and she is hardworking. So I respect that. I respect that so much about her. <laughs> <laughs> Go, Tiffany. Yes. We are, we are on your side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm excited. We'll we want you on your side, but we want you to do. We, you know, we get it together. Get, get it, it together. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> just like make sure all your your pieces are on point. Because yeah, if people drag you, we want it to be for something else. Come on, like <laughs> not, not, not this. Not not this. Yes. 
too long in the game for this. <laughs> okay, hope she's listening. All right. Um, next thing, uh, Super Junior and Leslie Grace were at, uh, well, I don't watch Fox. Um, Neither. Per personal rule, but they were on Fox 5's Good Day New York, uh, which is uh, one of the morning shows that's broadcast um, nationally um, over the country. And they were on there, performed their song Lo Siento, and even had a little um, interview, um, which is interesting. I was surprised to hear about that of all of the you know, K-pop groups. Um, and this was part of a larger kind of spotlight, I guess, because K-Con was in New York. Um, so they, I guess they just chose them to, um, I guess, spotlight since Les- maybe because since Leslie Grace was with them. Um, but I, I was kind of, still kind of surprised that Super Junior, um, you know, would be getting some, American promotion <laughs> um, at this point in their career, but um, it was interesting. I actually kind of liked the song, and Leslie Grace seems talented and good sport about everything. I mean, did you guys see the interview at all? Or I did not. I don't subscribe to Fox at all, so um, I didn't see it, but I have been following the Los Santo sort of tour train like they did some interviews in Korea with Leslie they toured South America and performed it live with Leslie and then they were at KCON uh, I would say that I'm not surprised that they were the ones who were being interviewed because they were the biggest act at KCON I think and all the other big acts K-pop wise were doing the lot tour whatever that was in Korea I think because Blackpink yeah. was there twice was there BTS EXO all those guys were there so KCON themselves really didn't get the top top tier at this time they just got um sort of popular enough I think um I'm not like not to downplay anybody who was there but just popular enough they weren't but they weren't sort of at the top tier or the topest tier and, uh, considering uh, how the latte show went, I feel like they may have gotten the better deal because yeah. that show is <laughs> yeah. But it was um, a lot. Yeah, it was. But um, um please yeah. go on. <laughs> oh well, I was just gonna say that like yeah, I have been watching their interviews and Leslie Grace. She seemed like such a really hardworking, like nice girl, and she's talented. And she and the guys, except for Yisung get along very 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 well like they're all over in each other's instagrams making little videos everything uh yisung it seems like i don't know if he had a problem with her or whatever but he had like the stankest look on his face every time she was around <laughs> but then kcon came okay. around and, and yeah it was really strange i think but kcon came around and i saw the performance of lo siento and he seemed like he was more comfortable with her or i don't know if he had just maybe got over himself or something and so I, I like the performance, like the song. I like what Super Junior has been dropping lately. I would say no. I'm not used to that feeling. Yeah, me either. Because I think ooh. you. Know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I, ooh. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, Super Junior is one of those groups that has such a long history of just yeah. messiness that I'm just like Ugh, Super Junior. You know, See? whenever I hear. 
yeah i was never really that into them like sorry sorry okay everybody knows sorry sorry like i don't care who you are if you're into k-pop you know sorry sorry and then they had so many songs around it that sounded exactly like sorry sorry but wasn't sorry sorry and then there was like this lull where they were just messing up right and left drunk driving get married all this stuff going on and the but they came back I think with a more mature song and they came out with like devil and mamacita and I think they've been really solid like a black suit or whatever I think that was the name of their release before this they've been really solid music wise just dropping like more grown sounds and grown tones and then lo siento was it was a good song it was like really latin flavor and it had spanish in it as well too so it was something different from like say card what card's been dropping um and i know i just i i i'm not a fan of super junior because there's so many members who have just messed up so much in so many ways that i i can't really get over that stuff but i did like lo siento and i i'm happy that they're sort of pushing that side of k-pop because we can't just see one group always being interviewed all the time you know we have to like show that there's other flavors and other genres and other types of k-pop out there so true true uh, yeah I, very I, true i don't i don't think it hurts it hurts us as fans or it hurts the industry you know for someone like us like a group as old as super junior especially you know with the prestige in their title like to to do something like a smaller scale interview in the states good for them yeah yeah Anything, Jay, about that? Have you been following Super Junior at all? Do you like Super Junior? Um, I, do. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I guess in some ways, yes, not as people, but <laughs> <laughs> like their music. That's, that's, like, yeah. Like their music, I will say, even though some of it does sound this same, like they don't like to me they don't take themselves that seriously like oh since like we're idols or we're an artist we gotta you know like have the perfect answer all the time and you know we all the performance has to be flawless like one like swing i remember that that was kind of goofy and it was just like a fun song and it was different because i mean i know like a lot like women in general in all this crap about like oh they're like over 30 so they're old and like they can't sing and dance like i've I seen some of those comments be applied to super junior and i was like look there were a the few groups still around that are you know still selling and you know making all this money stuff like that and we can't pretend that at one point in time super junior was wasn't the top group they weren't the ones with the most albums sold and all that kind of stuff so we can't pretend yeah. like that wasn't a reality so to see them still going like yes and, and you know lo siento i mean they got a first for that it's, it's like the number one they're the first k-pop group to have a number one that's somewhat random but hey you know a first is a first lo siento is a bop and can't deny is. that either um you know this getting people into to know i wouldn't People that know Leslie that didn't know Super Junior, so it, it's just it's just nice all around. Now it being with Fox, and we can we could get into that, I'm just happy to see like an older group still get recognition. Talking about it, and 
I that's that's all I gotta say about <laughs> Okay. That's good. All right. Go Super Junior. Um, yeah. Card, a name I haven't heard for a little while, are going to make their comeback in late July with a new mini album. And I'm starting to feel like they're kind of the replacement for Sistar. For, you know, Sistar always had the summer bop. So Card mm-hmm. is kind of now associated with summer because their songs are so you know, you hear them and they have the tropical house sound and, you know, they make you think of summer. So it's like, of course, Card's going to come out with something in during the summer. I mean, I don't even, you know, some people were complaining that Card sounds, all their songs sound the same. I don't know. I, I kind of, I'm at the point where I'm kind of looking forward to it at this point, you know, even if they don't come with anything different, <laughs> you know, if they come out with Ola, Ola, you know, part two, I, you know, it works for them. So what do you guys are you how do you guys feel about card? I'm confused <laughs> with card because like before their debut, there was all this hype towards them. You know, people were like, Oh, when's their next song gonna come out? And then I guess when they actually had like their official debut, and then things went silent. Like, where's all the, the fans that were here for them before? And there's their songs they kind of do sound the same but there's enough to me there's enough difference between them that you can tell them apart um and they do do things like Ariel is different because like with rumors it was like about rumors like people saying that you know like they're trying to tear us apart or saying like I dated somebody you dated somebody um the you and me was about the girls being obsessed with their boyfriends even if they were dead or gone i don't know <laughs> that's cool. um, <laughs> i didn't really get it <laughs> yeah i wasn't i mean um, i guess that was them trying to be darker card you know darker more emotional I card i went like i really like love actually um don't recall in rumor but i didn't like their their uh, korean um debut Ola Ola, and I didn't like you and me. It's very strange. Yeah, maybe I just like the one sort of, well, I mean, like, don't recall in rumor, not the same song, but they're very similar. So maybe I just kind of like that tone from them. Yeah. Uh, but I haven't been very impressed with any of their Korean releases. So we'll see. I'm, I'm hoping that I like what they come up with next because they're really talented and they seem really interesting and I like the whole boy girl sort of um like co ed school back in the day. I like that whole Yeah, vibe. it's yes. it's different. Oh, yes. Yeah, yes. Yes. I feel allow with that. Yeah, no. And there's so many like different perspectives in a song and I like that they're comfortable doing, you know, like with the whole boy girl thing too. Cause you yeah. know when girl groups and boy groups do they combo can't, or they can't stages. Cough in the same direction as each other anymore. Yeah. It's so strange, right? But card, they're so comfortable. So I like that. Um, so yeah, I just said I. I hope that the next song is something that I like or love. Like, don't recall in rumor. Okay. We'll Some card for the summertime. Now, yes. Going to um, there is recently a um, poll done by Sports Soul, and. If I pull up my information, it was actually an industry poll. Um, and I'll just go through it a little bit. Maybe you guys 
have any opinions. Um, but it was just basically people in charge of K-pop, how they see the industry. Um, so just basically kind of ranking best whatever. Kind of like an industry. You can see it as the industry awards, you know, what, yeah. who's really influential sort of deal. So we have Power People. Number one, BTS. Number two, Lee Suman. Three, um, Bang Shi Hyuk. Four, Yang Hyun Suk. And four, 101. Um, so no surprise there, BTS being like number one power player, um, followed by um, the head of SM. And 101 being number four. Eh, but. Okay. Um, let's see. <laughs> Best boy group. Number one, BTS. Number two, 101. Number three, XO. Number four, Big Bang. Number five, 17. So a couple of things. 101 shows up quite a few times um, in this whole list. And I think that shows how much people in Korea are crazy for them, but as was noted in past podcasts when we looked at their ticket sales in America, um, that Ooh. <laughs> <Nobody's> <laughs> that popularity form. doesn't necessarily uh, reach internationally. I mean, which makes sense because they're not a permanent group, mm-hmm. but it's no. also, it's the disconnect is really wide with them. They, I mean, I, I feel like out of all the K-pop groups, they have the biggest disconnect between how big their Korean fan base is and their international fan base. It's just really interesting. I feel like their Korean fans are crazy large and dedicated and the international fans are just kind of like, I don't get it, you know? <laughs> um, and then yeah. a second thing is Big Bang being number four on this list after what, 10 years and being in the game 10 years and, you know, like all four out of five of them being in the military and they still make the top five, which is, that's really impressive. Um, I mean, YG, I, you know, there's a lot of things I don't get about him, but I do have to say that I don't know how he's, you know, I don't blame him for hanging on to them because he's, you know, I don't know, think he'll ever find another group is, is, you know, lucrative as them. I mean, that's really something. That's something that we have yet to see from BTS because, I mean, obviously BTS hasn't been around that long, but, you know, it'll be interesting to see if they can meet those, that type of longevity. So, um, is there anything you guys had to say about the best boy group? Um, I was surprised to see 17 at number five. They're still like they're not a new Google group, but they're still quite young. And I would think, you know, there's BAP, there's BTOB, there's Team Top, there's Shiny, there's like a lot of groups that I would have assumed. Oh, we were just talking about Super Junior. Like I would assume that they would probably be on the list above a group like 17, but 17 mm-hmm. is number five. That is very interesting to me. <laughs> I'm not surprised. I feel like I yeah. hear them mentioned a lot. I guess because I feel like they're yeah. a very trendy group. So okay. I, f- I feel like they have a mm-hmm. lot of, you know, like they're the type of group that would have really big fan cafes and very 
you know, they're, I think their fans are very dedicated, especially since they're kind of that little group that could sort of deal starting out Pledis with no money mm-hmm. and, you know, you know, kind of like, you know, similarities with BTS and their story and then making it to where they are now. Their fans are just kind of ultra dedicated. So I, I can kind of see it. Okay. I don't really follow a lot of boy groups. I mostly listen to the girl groups. So that's, yeah, I guess that's something that, you know, I would not pick up on. <laughs> well, I don't either, but I mean, it's yeah. just something that I've kind of gotten from just what I've seen about Seventeen. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. They're cute. They're cute. And I I do know that they write a lot of so- their own songs and they're really big on like yeah. the different subunits, like the rap one and like the the mm-hmm. R&B yeah. singing, vocal, whatever. So I, what I was most pissed about was that there's only 13 members in this group, but yet it's called 17. I didn't understand. <laughs> yeah, that's been my thing from day one. But, you know, I just go with it at this point. I mean, it probably doesn't, the 17 probably refers to some random thing that has nothing to do with the group or the number of guys in the group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, as per. 17. <laughs> like four of them left and they were like, okay, well, we're, we already put out the paperwork for the group name, so we're sticking with 17. Because <laughs> uh, it's like day six, like... Yeah, but they didn't change five. it, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, that could be it. Branding takes a lot, a lot more money than they're willing to invest in. So. That could be it, but uh, I do agree with about Big Bang. With 101, I can see like the love that they get in Korea and Southeast Asia and those places, especially since they were created on a show where people voted for them and they got to know each guy and, you know, you had like the person you were rooting for and like they have that history. And also, you know what they remind me of? Like Flower Boys, you know? So I think that's kind of what they prefer. They don't want you know, like the yeah. like Big Bang and BTS are great and everything, but like they don't want like you know piercings or fake piercings and like and you know like really dark themes. Sometimes they just want you know a good looking guy <laughs> singing <laughs> some basic song. You know, so I think yeah. that could be it, the what people like about One One. I suppose so. I still don't get the Daniel guy being so popular. Like, I saw him and I was like, that's him? You know? I mean, no offense to him. It's just that, (laughs) it's just, you know, he's so popular, you know? He's a a good-looking kid, but as I said, like, I'm not of the age group to stand any any of the guys in that group so i looked at him and i was like okay i can kind of get it but also not for me. It's, it's not <laughs> yeah it's not for me to understand anymore yeah exactly <laughs> any thoughts yeah, i don't like go ahead jay like i was the about flower to ask. boy comment <laughs> the flower boy comment just threw me <laughs> i don't see that and really like as well no because i see them like as like whatever the opposite of flower boy is because of like well just like from the indies that i've seen and like the theme camp like they don't come up um so but then again like like you said like they were chosen by curry so so this is 
So one on one is a group, like the perfect Korean group, boy group because they got you to it. <laughs> and then, yeah. so like for everybody else, we're kind of like, what? Like, okay. <laughs> like we're like i guess <laughs> I guess. yeah uh, yeah, yeah. That's true. i yeah. i don't know i guess that's it yeah, that that i mean we're, we're trying to make sense of something that is maybe not so much made for us because we didn't create it you know so yeah it's yeah. gonna be hard for us to wrap we're our brains outside. around it yeah. yeah we're on the outside of the club <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think yeah. that's the yeah, that's basically what causes the the disparity between yeah. So, okay, we've dissected one uh, one now. Uh, best girl group number one is Twice. Number two is Red Velvet. Three is Blackpink. Four is Mamamoo, and five is G Friend. Um, so, this list is pretty much how I expected it to look. Um, kind of interesting to see Blackpink at number three. Kind of interesting to see where they would be now, even though, well, it depends on how things shake out, I think, for the rest of the year. Um, Mamamoo, uh, it's interesting to see how Mamamoo kind of continues to kind of not sneak onto these lists, because, but I feel like compared to the other four groups, they kind of stick out because they're so different um but i think they kind of fly under the radar but people don't realize just how big a fan base they have but i think they're very popular with the general public in korea so i think that is kind of a factor to their popularity um g friend um interesting they're at number five because i feel like everyone was kind of spelling their doom after fingertip kind of performed under expectations, but I think time for the Moonlight um, actually did fairly well. I know they won some music shows and um, I think it sold pretty well. So I think they're they're kind of solid in that, that top four or five um, of the top girl groups. And, um, you know, Blackpink being at number three, that just shows... I mean, we're going to talk about it, you know, more later, but Blinks are just, I'm not going to use the word rabid because that makes them sound like animals, but they are very devoted and okay. I, very vocal and, and they, they are willing to support the girls. And um, it's interesting to note that, you know, the K-pop industry people obviously see that. Um, despite whatever YG does with them. I mean, they can see that they're money. Um, mm -hmm. So, any thoughts on the girl groups? No? Uh, yeah, I, Twice I still can do it. <laughs> Twice <laughs> is still number one. Despite what people say, that they can't sing, they can't dance, they can't do anything, they're still number one. Well, I mean, you can't. I mean, you can't deny that. I mean, they are the top group. Nobody is selling close to them. It's twice, and there's a huge gap. I mean, Grand Canyon wide gap in everybody else. So, I mean, you can say what you want about twice, but they're selling. So, 
what I'm most surprised about, like, we were talking about Big Ben being there for the uh, boy bands. But mm-hmm. all of these girl groups are so new. Like, the oldest group mm-hmm. here is Mama Moo, mm-hmm. and they debuted in, in 2014. But they're from, like, a smaller, no-name, more-so agency. So uh, it would make sense for them to need a little bit more time to sort of get in there. But, like, Twice, Red Velvet, and Blackpink are from the three top <laughs> Uh, like K-pop company or sorry, entertainment companies in Korea, you know, JYP, YGE and SME. So that is in itself is so is not surprising. Um, Whereas, you know, with the best boy group, you just have EXO and Big Bang from the really big agencies. 101 was Mm -hmm. created, but it's like guys from all over the place, right? Like it's not really big agencies because the big agencies refuse to send themselves their, their group. To these things right oh so, yeah, yeah yeah so i feel like like i don't want to be like i don't want to downgrade anything that any of the girl groups have done but it comes across like just by looking at this list that with the boy groups there's more versatility and there's more allowance for smaller for smaller you know like maybe diverse sounding groups to make a list and to mm-hmm. be considered good or industry tops versus the best girl group where it's like more trend based, I think. Um, like mm-hmm. Blackpink is a trend group, Twice is a trend group, Red Velvet's a trend group. G Friend is like they do the innocent concept like no one else is doing right now. Um, Mama Moo is like a trend group because they're like the brown eyed girls of now, you know, like they're a singing group, you know? So I mm-hmm. I just feel like looking at this list like i i actually like songs from all of these girls i love twice i love blackpink i love g friend mama moo and i have issues that have more to do with what they do off camera <laughs> or like when they're not performing yeah. than what they when they're than their actual songs and red velvet mm-hmm. i i i would it would take me more than more time than i'm allowed right now to talk Help it, but yeah, yeah. I just, I just feel like the girl group is more trend based than the guy groups, and I really wish we're allowed. I think to be more than the the boxes that each of these groups are put into. You know, like Twice is really pretty and they're young and they're hot. You know, like Red Velvet is edgy, Blackpink is. Blackpink, they're like you know more aggressive group, but they're so pretty. Mama Moo is you know they can sing and they're pretty. G friend, they're innocent and cute and they're pretty. You know, like I, I, I just want the industry to do better <laughs> by girl groups. Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, we we all know that the that the how do I say the this the opportunity for boy groups as far as longevity and, you know, diversity of talent and opportunities and things like that are greater than girl groups. Um, And that's been an issue for a long time. Yeah. Um, So unfortunately that's the way the industry is right now. At some point, and I think it'll be interesting, you know, as you were saying, all the girl groups are fairly 
knew how this will shake out in the future, you know, if we, you know, are still listening to K-pop or checking on K-pop, you know, a few years from now, who's still making music and who's, you know, still trending and and what type of groups are popular at that point. Um, You know, this is obviously what's trending right now, but you know, things can change. I mean, BTS, nobody would have thought BTS would have been number one. They're from a small agency, yes. But, you know, against all odds, they kind of ended up where they are. Um, Big Hit is one of the top agencies on the backs of one group (laughs) at this point. Mm -hmm. And, you know, nobody could have thought of that. So, I mean, I think, um, you know, that could happen potentially with the girl group it hasn't happened yet but it may um so we just have to kind of wait and see you know what the situation is but i agree with everything you said nat um any too sad i would say we should probably wait and see like which of these girl groups are still together and which ones have changed members because a group like Twice with all those members, um, I would probably think you know when they're seven years are up, there mm-hmm. might be a, a, a change. So we'll, well see. Um, that's another yeah. thing too. Yeah, I didn't think about that. These groups Who's tended, cared? yeah. When when because like a lot of the he, it's girls generation is still here, but they lost some of their members. Kira is gone. I. I saw, I was just looking online and I found like Spicica and I thought they were still being, like they disbanded. I was like, what? Right. So it's like, <laughs> so it's like, yeah, Tiara, like, it's just like all like the girl oh, groups Tiara. that just, people, oh, yeah. yeah, people, girl, girl groups that people know of or that are really popular, they're not, a, and so there's like that big vacuum of like, Top level girl groups, also as opposed to the boy groups. I mean, you can even, you know, Big Bang, uh, Highlight, B. Well, um, they can just like name off like all like these big name boy groups that are still around. But like for the girl groups, I mean, you really have to be grasping at straws. He's like, uh, I guess you can say, Girls' Generation. Uh, that's kind of it. <laughs> like, but Girls' Generation always, like, lost. Big- Everybody pretty much. Three I members. Mean, yeah. So they There's have like always like this big four or five members now? It's five. Is it five? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's five. But like yeah. Taeyon is the only been... singer left. So <laughs> yeah. it's like yeah, they have one member. Hurry, I didn't mean to laugh that loud. <laughs> 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 There's always this big disconnect between boys and girls when it comes to yeah. K-pop, uh, and it's just like, I mean, I, like at the first when we first started this topic, like it wasn't like I guess it didn't cross our minds, but like when you stop and think about it, it's always this big disconnect, and you're just like, like what's what's going on? Well, girl groups are like. <laughs> Are age based, like, right? Like the younger that you are, the cuter you are, and that's sort of what they bank on. So the older the girls get, like the less bankable these agencies look at them. Where men, 
you know, like they get better with age. So like all these guys, you know, they got to be more inclusive and or sort of like put more input into their music and be better at it Mm -hmm. while the girls are just like, you know, struggling. Hopefully they get a comeback a year, you know, kind of. And like with Tierra, like their agency screwed them from the beginning of that scandal with that lying face liar girl who was a rapper. (laughs) And so that sort of ruined them because they didn't really have a career in Korea after that. And then with the the issues with China, they weren't able to go to China and that's where they were making their money. So, you know, it was more business, I think, in that sense. But what I like about the girl groups that have disbanded that I still follow, like, they're still friends. After school is still friends. Tierra is still friends. Rainbow is still friends. You know, they still kind of get together and they still hang out. So I'm happy at least for that. But yeah, the, the industry itself mm-hmm. isn't really good for them. It's, it's not good for girl, girl groups and girl bands. It sucks for somebody like me who loves all the girl bands. Yeah. And you then you inevitably see them break up. Yep. Yeah. The thing is, like, the thing about Twice is that when their pop was cemented, like, it was over for Miss A and Wonder Girl. And and it kills me because I was like, are you serious? Girls and Miss A, they're still, like, top groups, but because Twice suddenly is, like, the thing right now, you're gonna kill two groups to to have one go instead of have go. That, uh, that's not good yeah. business to me. No, but, but I like, think think about the and the groups have over yeah. boy groups that they don't go to the army. I mean, yeah. you can work them to the bone. <laughs> no, you're still right. Which, which is what's right. being done twice right now. And yeah. in fact, so, yeah, and I mean, still, or even like with. Like with Sistar, I this may be a conspiracy, but I think that <laughs> No, you always I have the best that, ones. Yeah. <laughs> I think that all the money that Sistar made went into Monster X. It did. Even mm. I mean I swear by that. I cause look like the discrepancy between them. Sistar had like eight nine number ones everybody knew them they had public recognition k-pop recognition you know people liked them they were generally good people <laughs> and you know like the little second monster egg got a got a little shine the star's dead then monster x has all this money to do all these kinds of things like okay <laughs> well, there was like a- where did that money just come at like <laughs> There was a show with <laughs> you and somebody from Monster X and or or I can't remember where I heard this, but apparently like somebody in either Monster X or Sister was like how Sister is the one that put the lights in, on in the industry and put food in their mouths. So I mean like they're mm-hmm. very much aware of where their money and their paychecks come from. Um but with Sister, I mean I I get it. Um Kyolin wanted to like do her own thing. And they they were kind of like they they made some packs saying like if anybody wanted to ever leave the group or like branch on on their own they would just disband. So as sad as it was for me, although Hyun, oh my god, I'll say this: Helen yeah. strikes me as very business minded, and I'm pretty sure that she probably realized how things were going. Yeah. Um, 
And, you know, personally also, I've, you know, seeing her perform Dolly, she looks like she's having the time of her life. So I think she prefers doing that kind of music anyway. Um, But I think also, I mean, just from the things she and Sistar have said on various music shows about being in a girl group and how difficult it is in their industry, I feel like they might have just have been ready to to leave and and be able to to do what all of them want and not have to be kind mm-hmm. of and that's another thing I can kind of see I mean why some groups like say Wonder Girls, you know, yeah. disbanded yeah. may not have mm-hmm. been solely because of Twice, because I think if they wanted to stay together and do their own thing, they could have. But yes. I feel like at the same time, the girls are still, even when they get to that like seventh, eighth, or ninth year, or whatever, they're still limited. Like Girls Generation, for example, SM still had them out here. You know, the girls, some of them are approaching 30 out there doing that. Huh, huh, holiday. Oh my god, I hate that song. And oh my see like dances, and I mean, even their fans were like, Around. This is... They look so <laughs> embarrassed. This is uh, a mess. Like, y'all are not gonna have me wave this lollipop around one more time. She was like, I quit. <laughs> she was like, I'm I mean, done. You know, I would have just walked off the stage. I'd have been like, you know what? I'm surprised Tayon didn't it. because she's been known for almost doing that. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, that's the thing. They don't have, they really don't have as much agency no. as the boy groups do. And it's so... True. I, I can also see that as being a factor behind the disbanding. It's not just because they're forced to, but you know they just see greater opportunities in other places. But so, being business minded, though, I would say that, like for me personally, if I was in that sort of situation, especially with a group like a agency like Starship, where Starship just let them do whatever the hell they wanted, anyways. Like she was uh, doing that panda song with Zico, and she was on um, Unpretty Rap Star. Like, Hyland was pretty much doing whatever she wanted to do. And then she just had his sister stuff on the side. Like, I personally would have been, like, thinking about my wallet. And I'd have been like, how about we do one comeback here? And then we can just do whatever we want around it. You know? Come out with a summer mm-hmm. bop. Because the world, you know, the world wants it. And then go on and do. Because at least then, you still get a steady paycheck. You're still getting money coming in. And... Dali and um, my my to-do list, which is a single she dropped first, because I think it's a, like a three-part sort of release this year. They're not really doing well. I don't think they're really bringing in any money. So it's mm. it's kind of like, you know, where, like how much of a learning curve are you allowed, you know, when you're not attached to a big agency that still gives you a paycheck, even when you're not really doing anything. Mm-hmm. You know, so we're gonna see that because even with the Wonder Girls, Sunny is doing fantastic, but Yeni is not doing as well, and Yubin isn't doing as well either. But Yubin still with JYP, so she still has you know support in some some ways, right? Where Yeni doesn't. So mm-hmm. I, I think we're gonna see not just like you know people spreading their wings, and which is great, and I I support everybody, but we're gonna see longevity you know outside of these big agencies and if that's possible especially if you're not like Sunny, like at the top of the charts and always performing all around the world you know mm-hmm. good discussion guys good discussion yes. 
Okay, let's go on to our next news item, which is about Mr. G-Dragon, who got the top uh, male artist on that sports soul list. Um, surprisingly, the man is richer than... <laughs> <laughs> than everybody i was about to say like bill gates or something i mean he's he's Love so it. rich um yep. but dispatch everyone's favorite gossip rag recently reported that big bang's g-dragon was receiving preferential treatment in a military hospital while recovering from ankle surgery that was reported on in mid-may um they published a report saying that he was on sick leave and he had a VIP hospital room for colonels, which had air conditioning, a refrigerator, a TV, um, as opposed to most regular soldiers of the same rank who stay in rooms of four, six, or eight people. And that he also had a manager visiting um, past the allowed visiting article, um, visiting hours. Well, after they published this, because G-Dragon is a very hot topic in Korea, everything blew up and people were outraged and blah, blah, blah. So YG released a statement, um, pretty um, compre- uh, comprehensive statement. Um, they basically said that the allegations were not true um, and he had a serious um condition with his um, ankle. Uh, he had to get surgery to get bone fragments removed. Um, and he was recommended a large university hospital rather than the military hospital and received surgery for the bone fragments and ligament reconstruction. Um, so he's receiving rehabilitation at the military hospital, but he's not in a VIP room. According to them, he's in a small one person hospital room for normal soldiers. Um, Him being a celebrity, they didn't want him to, you know, cause commotion and chaos, Um, but he is not receiving special treatment and is, you know, not getting any, you know, um, you know, any, has anybody visiting after hours. A representative for the military also said that you know, there is no luxury suite at the Armed Forces Hospital. He has a one-person room. Um, colonels use a one-person room, but privates who require special care or stability through isolation are allowed to use them. Even low-rank soldiers who have severe snoring stay in those rooms. Um, and there is air conditioning, TV, and refrigerators in common hospital rooms, too. Um, and then also the celebrity thing, they wanted to protect protect his private information. So, um, that, that was, like I said, everything is pretty comprehensive. Um, still though, um, G dragon being who he is, the situation blew up pretty quickly. Um, some people are saying the dispatch has it out for G dragon. <laughs> um, they do post quite a bit about him. Um, they've posted pictures of him with, uh, past relationships with uh, Japanese actress Tiko and um, Juyun from After School, even you know, basically without without asking. Of course, they received pictures and took pictures with 
um, paparazzi cameras and posted them. And so some people say dispatch has it out for him. Um, but um, from what I've seen on Nuz and Buzz, um, surprisingly, public reaction has been actually pretty i mean there seems to be some support i guess because you know the response from the military and from yg i mean they pretty much gave a pretty sensible and quick rebuttal to what dispatch said um so you know i you know honestly i know jay you said you had something to say about this <laughs> yes okay go ahead. Um, so there when there was a post i want to say it either was on twitter or instagram of another soldier in t tracking's unit they said it was an observation log it looked more like a stalker entry i mean it was like detailed of like were like t tracking's daily habits like the medication that, that he's like apparently taking from or um, quote unquote mental illness. I'm just gonna put in quotes because I really don't know, like you know what's going on in Dragon's head. Um, so, and and then this some people were saying the the celebrities had that special. Who you is? Upset. And then I mean he had sent all this information to his, his girlfriend, I believed, and. So I'm going to assume it was her that uploaded online. And then some of the comments were saying like, oh, yeah, I saw this back in uh, but, but like everybody that saw it was like, well, just don't say anything about this. Cause <laughs> and then they were saying, too, like, over in the military, they're letting information. You, you know, you're sharing somebody's personal information about like you know mm -hmm. what pills are he's taking and like all this right. personal stuff about him so wait a minute so his girlfriend uploaded the information or no i will i believe it was would be wrong about that i don't know all i know is i know for sure that him and his girlfriend like he was sharing it with his girlfriend yeah i, I didn't but hear about she, that as well but yeah. i don't know who exactly if it was him or her that uploaded it i don't know I don't know. That part's kind of murky to me, but I do know, like, people had seen it before now, but they didn't say anything about it. And mm. that makes... So, like, them saying, like, this is why we had the, the celebrity unit was because of, like, I th that never crossed my mind until then. So, like, all in the past, when the celebrities were getting in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> doing the military. Yep. And, it, you know, we were all, like, I feel like like if you just go in the army and just do your job it makes sense because they're human but they're not like everyday people because they have fame and money and then you have like uh, clearly the aren't just winning their men because that man sure does sound like one with him uh, the way that he was observing g dragon yeah. that's creepy like mm. yeah so it makes <laughs> I'd seen yeah. it before and it, I thought it was the girlfriend that uploaded it as well. And like he had done it for her because she was a fan. But as soon as I heard like the story when mm -hmm. I'd seen it like break on Twitter, I knew it was for like privacy reasons mm -hmm. because he's so he's still so huge. 
and so popular and you know like crazy soccer fans are going to be crazy soccer fans you know like they're not going to care that they're crossing lines because they don't really believe in lines anyways so for something like surgery and for his recovery you know he's not going to be g-dragon the superstar you know he's just a soldier but people are not are still mm-hmm. going to see him as a celebrity and they're still going to want a piece of that so i i have no issues even if he was getting prefer- preferential treatment i would have no issues because i think that his celebrity sort of demands that and you know i'm sure he can afford it if there was any additional costs or anything like that anyway so what's the problem mm-hmm. you know like are people jealous because he's rich or is it like they just don't seem to understand or grasp the idea of of like empathy and like understanding why mm-hmm. someone would need some like why Beyonce has a whole floor emptied so she can give birth. You know, like there were people who would take photos of anything to make a buck. You know, so well in Korea anyway. There would be some other pregnant. I bet you there would have been some other pregnant women giving birth, still trying to get in to like take pictures with Beyonce. Yeah, like hold oh on, let me stop having childbirth for a moment so I can talk to Beyonce. <laughs> yeah, like that. <laughs> it makes <No>. sense. <laughs> like I can't, I can't even be mad at these yeah. things. And you know, as you said, they did have the mm-hmm. all celebrity unit, and then was it was it Seven who ruined that with his his, his after hours mm-hmm. massage yeah. trips? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so. yeah, that's the thing. Mentioning Seven, I feel like there's been this ongoing thing with YG where the public really likes to kind of feel like YG is kind of like the the company where all the bad things happen. Like they, you know, that's the company where you know all the druggies go to. That's the company where um, you know all of the illegal stuff is happening all the people there are engaged in illegal activities or all the people there are getting preferential treatment um at the expense of other people and you know the common thread there is dispatch because a lot of times when these type of stories break dispatch is someone breaking them but i feel like that's it's that's kind of the the common thing is is it feels i feel like you know, just like in America, you know, people have a certain um, need to hear about certain celebrities getting in trouble or, you know, certain celebrities, you know, having getting their just desserts or whatever. There's yeah. this kind of need of wanting to hear about, you know, YG and someone from YG getting in trouble, especially G-Dragon, because, you know, he's had his scandal. So, you know, people just kind of, you know, is, you know, they want to be able to read it and say, oh, well, there's G-Dragon again. You know, of course, he's getting preferential treatment because he doesn't have to pay for anything or do anything like, you know, regular people do. And especially since being in the Army is it's it's a, the whole Army thing. I, I can't speak on it as someone obviously it's not being a Korean and not being a part of Korean society, but I do, I I can get the feeling that it is a special thing. It's a rite of passage. It's an important thing in Korean society. So it's like when you go into the military, you do your time and you, you do it, you, you carry it out. You don't complain. Um, you work with everybody else and, and you complete it. Um, and so, to you know 
to have an issue in the military is surmount to like disgrace, um, you know, to have to leave for some reason, you know, other than, you know, health reasons or, or anything like that. Um, I think that's what, when Rain um, had his issue with the military, that's was a huge hit to his image because it's like, you know, you go in there and you do your time and, and you take it like everybody else does. So it would be just mm-hmm. the thing for G dragon to have some sort of huge military scandal because, you know, of course. Um, but in this case, you know, I really think, like I said, from now, this is nuts and blows, of course, but <laughs> seeing is that she, you know, that site usually, publishes, you know, if there's negative comments, that site will pu- will publish them. So seeing as I didn't see many um, in particular under, you know, his articles, maybe this is people actually thinking about, you know, the situation for once instead of just kind of going with, oh, you know, G-Dragon, you know, so. He's throwing some hate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but a celebrity, you know, I mean, they say usually the best thing about fame is the money, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> so, yeah, because you're about seven, like Young Jay, like he said things, really surprised because I was like, people know who he is. <laughs> he doesn't that much attention as some of the other, but it's interesting, I guess, because. But because he is one that can't speak about that and I guess not face that much backlash as opposed to somebody like Jackson or JB saying something like that, like, leave me alone. Well, I guess JB can. Um, I don't know who. I guess Jackson would be the one that would have people freak out if he said, leave me alone. Um, but Young Jay did. Um and I really don't know the result of that because I really didn't look into it. I was like, I don't want to go down that road today. Nope. <laughs> uh, I'm struggling no. enough. I don't need any more. <laughs> but just the fact that he said something about it, I was like, you know what? Tell them to um, stand up your personal life like that. So, yeah. But like Ashley, like you had said, um, that thing good about famous money because everything else is a mess you're gonna earn that money that's for sure yep <laughs> you better earn it mm-hmm. all right so um if nothing else that is the end of our news portion and we're going to go straight into our black pink deep dive so black pink um released Ooh. their album this past week and well yeah this past past week and blackpink has been in the news pretty steadily ever since so this is going to be the all blackpink section of the podcast so if you don't like blackpink then uh i suggest that you uh maybe stay um and listen (laughs) because we are going to not just going to be praising them we're actually going to be you know discussing them uh, <laughs> as a group, but if you just can't stand to listen to them, then maybe you want to shut off the podcast. I don't know. But we're going to have um, an actual discussion um, 
past. Oh my God, they're so awesome. You know, we're actually going to talk about them. So um, first thing uh, I do want to talk about is um, before we get into Blackpink news and um, issues is their um, the release of their song Do 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 and their um, mini album Square One square up did i say square one yeah it's square, square up. up i'm sorry it is square up i think i'm thinking of twice because they did the page one yes so i'm thinking of twice. <laughs> it is square up i apologize blinks square up um square <laughs> up and their um their singles so i'm gonna go to nat first because i know you have been you say you've been listening to the mini album um you've had that on repeat yeah. and yeah, um and you've also watched the music video several times. So what is your opinion overall on the mini album? Okay, well, I'm of two minds because I, I went into this sort of just trying to be open-minded. I, I wanted to give it a fair chance and not drag my bitterness towards 21 and YG and all that stuff into it. So when I listened to it, I loved it. Like I thought that was fun, first of all. I thought it was it highlighted the the strengths of the girls and i think it highlighted the strengths of their agency the types of the types of songs that they released uh, so 4d itself like the instrumental the beat obviously it's 100 and i i really really loved rosé's first verse i thought that she actually surprised me with how powerful she was vocally in that moment cuz i and I felt like they actually tried to rein her in when she was singing it. Um, I thought that the strength of that song was mostly though the verses and the instrumental at the back, at the end, especially with the breakdown and the like little dance part. Um, in terms of, I think it's Forever Young. I don't know, sometimes I call it Young Forever because of that Jay-Z song, but it's Forever, One, Forever Young. And mm-hmm. I thought Forever Young actually was like, now it's my favorite song on this mini. I wasn't sure at first between 4D and this one, but Forever Young is just so much fun. It's just like, it puts me in a good mood. It, you know, makes you want to like tap your feet and move around a bit. I thought everybody sounded good except for Jenny at the very beginning. I just didn't like that little mm-hmm. intro part that she had, but Lisa is singing on it. And I think her singing voice is so cute. And I love the Blackpink is a revolution. I think I, I know who says it, but like the accent on the voice on that part and where it comes in is great. Um, I also thought that um, the, what else? The ending part where the beat changes and it sort of gets really island. I mean, like I'm island. So like <laughs> that was a good part too, right? Um, and then there's the two other songs that they did, they haven't actually performed, which is really MC later. Both of them actually reminded me of releases dropped by the guys in their industry. Um, sorry, in their company. So see you later. Mm. It kind of reminded me of GD and Taeyang's um, that song that they dropped. Um, I can't remember what the song was, but it had that re- yes, yes, like the breakdown, especially see you later, see you later. Like that part kind of reminded me of that song. Um, and then really actually reminding me of something that Winner or Icon would drop. If you really, really? like the beats and the way that they sang it. Really, really. I thought, yeah, exactly. Really. <laughs> so, so I, 
like as I said, like I kind of came into it with two minds because I wanted to give it a fair chance. And I, I really did love it. I, I'm not saying it's perfect, but it's not. <laughs> it isn't. It's mm-hmm. but the YG sound is there. The girls put a lot of effort into it. And I think that they this is a good place to start from as it is officially their first mini. Um, and it's a good place for them to grow. Now, my criticism for it would be that they sound really good in the album and they sound confident and they look confident in the video, but the live performances are not. So I, like, especially the first the first round that they did, they were shaky. They were sort of, like, nervous. I don't know what was going on there. But then I saw the round, like, the second round of performances that they were doing, and it just felt like, they don't have the stage presence to pull off a lot of these songs. So while you listen to it and it's great and it's confidence, whatever, like lyrically, I loved it. You see them on stage and you're just like, wow, they're really pretty. <laughs> you know? Yes, like, like I, clothes are nice. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, that's something that they can definitely grow on. Like stage presence, not everyone has it in the beginning. You do kind of grow into it. But like, I actually went back and I watched the debut stage for um fire for 21 and i compared oh, it to no comparison no oh my god no because because i think because 21 were told that they were ugly they they had to sort of come into themselves whereas i think with blackpink they're only told that they're pretty <laughs> so then they go on stage and they smile and you know they look good but there's nothing past that in a lot of sense mm-hmm. i that's why like I come in and I'm like I I love it I love the songs and I'll still, I'm still listening to them so you know that is what it is but I think that in terms of stage presence especially and I you know like just little things like I think there's way too much Jenny on every song and she's not the <laughs> strongest singer she's not the strongest rapper she's good at it but she's not CL where CL you know like wasn't the strongest singer and wasn't even the best rapper and she was still able to do what she needed to do in her parts you know like I don't think Jenny has that um I think Lisa is underutilized and they don't they haven't sort of figured out how she should rap consistently or like believably you know like she's good at what she does but I don't think I I I think that they have her mimic and copy too many people yeah if that makes sense and she doesn't really have her own voice Mm -hmm. Rosé I love Rosé's voice. I, I feel like they don't use it enough or they don't use it the way that they should. Like, as I said, the, her first verse in, in 4D, not just with her being the goddess in the video, but, like, her singing that part, like, was really shocking to me because I didn't think that she had that power. And I, like, and I wanted to see more of that. Um, Jisoo was cute. I don't really think that she sort of excels in a lot of ways, but she she's, she's not bad at it or she's not terrible at it lisa though lisa has what i would say is the best stage presence out of the four girls but she's not also on like she wouldn't be able to do a fire like what they did <laughs> in that debut performance was like a mix like it still gives me chills like watching it and i don't i hate being the one to compare the two girls because like the two groups because everybody does it i mean it's tired at this point but I feel like, just to interject here with that, I don't feel like you should have to apologize because I feel like YG brings on the comparisons himself with how he promotes them. 
definitely and also blackpink they were born in the ashes of 21 like 21 had yep. to sort of die and that's mm. to force yg's hand and bring out a bring about a group i think that if 21 was still around making music i don't think he would have came out with another group i think he would just have these girls still in the, the cellar you know like or the basement <laughs> sort of just run away i mean Forever Young was a 2015 song. It could have been their debut song. It's been recorded. It's just been sitting there. And apparently they they recorded tons and tons of songs. And yet we only got these four. I, like yeah. their worst enemy is YG at this point. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah. And their fans for like hyping up some of these lame ass performances that we've been seeing. And not actually giving constructive mm-hmm. criticism. So they could be better and they could be you know live up to the potential that they i believe that they have anyways so yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that's my feelings overall long-winded about you know blackpink and square up okay well feel free to interject in in whatever it is that i have to say um because <laughs> you listen to this a lot more than i have but um as far as the mini album um i don't dislike it i actually think it's not too bad um, I haven't listened to it endlessly, but I think there's something to like in every song. I don't, the probably my least liked song is the single. Um, I'm with you, Nat, on feeling that something like that requires a lot of attitude. And for me, it's the type of song I would listen to and be like, oh, well, I'll see how they perform it. And the performance is probably something that would make me like the song more. <laughs> Yeah. But since I don't have a performance to go off of, it's just kind of nope. there for me. Um, I think my, you know, I don't know why, but my favorite song off of the um, album is probably Really. And I don't yeah. know why. I think it's, it's because I, I, it's cute and I like the way the girls, I liked how they utilize the girls' voices on it. One thing I will say, this is probably, you know, this is actually a positive thing I have to say about Blackpink, is I feel <laughs> like they actually at least on the album, sound like they all have improved in some way. Um, I feel like Jisoo's singing has definitely improved. It has. Um, it's, it's, she says sounds stronger on the album. Lisa, uh, you know, is, is, you know, we hear her singing. She's, her singing voice is not bad. Jenny's rapping, I think, has improved. Um, and like I said, I'm just talking about on the album. Rose's singing, I feel, is not as nasally as it tends to be, which is an issue I do have with her singing is I feel like they try and get her to imitate Bomb too much when I feel like she probably doesn't need to to do all of that. I think she has a strong enough voice on her own. And I just feel that there's some Bomb imitation going on. So that's just, that's just me. Um, but I think that, you know, her singing is, is, better also as far as the performances so interesting thing here is that an interview with jenny or rose one of the girls gave an interview saying that after they did one of their first performances uh on their comeback uh music on the music shows um yg came to them and basically said that their performances were lacking And um, this ran through um, K-pop message boards and stuff, and some people were outraged and some people weren't. Um, But there's a lot of discussion on the girls and what, you know, what that meant. And 
it's interesting because even fans of Blackpink were kind of saying, yeah, you know, I saw them and they just kind of seemed bleh. You know, like, you know, Jenny kind of seemed just out of it. There wasn't, you know, a lot of energy there. And, you know, there's a lot of discussion as to why that was. And, I, you know, I think a lot of it, you know, and I agree with some of the people that say that a lot of that comes down to YG essentially kind of, for whatever reason, holding them back um, and not letting them perform or do hardly anything for the past year or so. And the combined amount of experience they've had performing kind of still is less than everyone else that has you know, kind of debuted around the same time that they have. So that they're kind of still essentially rookies um, as far as mm-hmm. the experience that they have performing and, and you know, connecting with the audience. Mm-hmm. And so it's like if you don't give them the chance to actually go out there and, and, and learn and, and experience and have this experience and 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 performing, you know, how do you expect them to be able to, you know, and then coming back from a long hiatus and having all these fans come with expectations, then, you know, if they're nervous, you know, how do you expect them to not be nervous, you know? And mm-hmm. that does make me feel sorry for them a bit because, you know, that's all on him. You know, I of you course. know I remember during their hiatus, you know, the people were talking about Jenny was posting videos of them watching Netflix and then she had made another video where she had been talking about the lack of activities and she it seemed like she'd been crying and and that sort of thing and so it puts a, a different perspective on them coming back and then what I'll mention later about the reception that they've gotten and what could potentially happen to them after this latest mini album comes out and you know after the reception they've gotten where they could go from here and you know i don't know if they're ready for that honestly um they do need some work in in the performance area but and i don't know if they had more if more chances to work on on their stage presence if that would get them up to 21 tier i mean like you said that that was something special yeah. but it would definitely help and they're supposed to be going on a japan tour yeah they are so maybe that will help them become more comfortable with kind of at least giving the attitude that their songs need um one more thing that I thought was interesting is that people were saying that the songs that they're given by Teddy don't fit them as a group. Now, I kind of agree with that only because I don't care for do 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 Teddy and this and their <laughs> title song. Um, Teddy is okay in small doses when he's producing all the material for a group. Uh, I don't know. I feel like he can hit or miss. Um, a lot more frequently. Um, I mean, just because if you have one person producing everything, um, you know, you're you're gonna, you know, hit a dry dry spot at some point. Um, and mm-hmm. you know, some people were saying that because, like Nat said, they were born from the ashes of two anyone. So there, I feel like YG is almost, you know, 
he has kind of encouraged this kind of two in one discourse about them. So they're always compared to two in one. You know, we're getting songs that people say, oh, they were probably songs that were given to two in one. I mean, that it's always hanging over their head. And it doesn't help when you've got Teddy producing their music and you're giving them songs that are, you know, several years old. And they never get a chance to really kind of form their own identity. Um, so I also feel like that's part of the problem as well, is that Blackpink doesn't really have, you know, an identity yet. You know, I mean, they, they kind of have the girl crush kind of go hard thing going on. But there's too much of the 21 comparisons there. And I think that that's hard to kind of, for them to kind of let go of. I think it would help if they had songs that, you know, maybe explored their softer side more. I mean, you can try all you want, but they're not to anyone. Mm -hmm. um, and they should allow them to maybe explore that a little more. Like, who are they? Who is Lisa? Who is Jenny? Who is Rose? Who is Jisoo? You know, what, what kind of music do they want to make? I don't know. I'm rambling, Jay. No, I do agree. I do agree. <laughs> I, will, I will interject and say that yes. with the talk on Teddy, Teddy, I think Teddy does write good music, but I think what is required is that the artists need to sort of contribute to it as well. Like for Sunny, Sunny's tracks with him, he she actually helped with the the songwriting. Um, and so same with um, Twenty One, CL wrote you know a good majority of the songs or co-wrote a good majority of the songs. GD always has a hand in the songs that they release. So mm -hmm. I think. What happens is mm -hmm. that with Blackpink, he writes everything. The girls said this time that they spoke to him and they, you know, gave them some sort of ideas of what they want to do, but they have no real, they have no real purchase on the music that they're creating. It's just stuff that's being given to them. And, you know, some of it is old stuff that was meant for 21. So how can they sort of create their own identity if they're not even writing their own music we don't we don't know like what lisa wants to rap about you know or what you know rose wants rose seems like she's really into like singer songwriter songs and like um like tamia she does um a really good cover of um what's that song um missing you was it hopelessly missing you i can't remember um that tamia song yeah, that she came right. up with yeah you're yeah. right yeah yeah so right. Yeah, so she's she's really into playing the guitar and doing and singing, you know, from her heart. And she's not getting songs like that with Blackpink. So I think once they start putting in more of themselves into the music, then we'll start to see the identity of these girls and we'll start to see it in, reflecting in the music. But if Teddy just keeps mm -hmm. handing them whatever he has on the shelves, you know, that's we're just going to keep getting stuff like this, which as I said, I like. But it's, you know, impersonal. Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. I agree. Jay, how did you feel about Blackpink and their latest comeback? <laughs> well, I, I can speak about it as a single because I haven't heard um, the album uh, fully the live. I saw, like, one of them wear, like, those kitchen cleaning gloves and... <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't I couldn't do it. I saw that. I was like K-pop. I know sometimes the fashion is a little like I don't understand. <laughs> like I really don't understand. 
um i i will say that do 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 is it's like there's that's like their style uh just going based off of their other tracks that i have heard like that's kind of just black pink style so that's kind of like the song that you can expect for them to make um the one song that does stick out to me that's different is a play with fire um because i guess it was a little bit more like scaled back and like the kind of i'm a boss kind of that um i know i said this earlier too but i think the thing is too like with black pink and like all the hype that they get is this big lack of content from them like this is their first comeback in a year <laughs> and yeah. you know they're struggling on stage but can you blame them? <laughs> no you can't you really can't they've been sitting around for a whole year not doing anything and then all of a sudden you want them to do like this whole album promotion and expect to them to like you know bring it out like hitting these high notes and dancing these moves like you know their life just you know snatching everybody's wig off and they're not <laughs> doing that but <laughs> but they've been sitting around for a year like like okay you're having us do this model we kind of signed up for we kind of sing and dance and we're not doing that some some aspects them getting that criticism is unfair because they haven't had the my to practice singing, to practice dancing, um, but then they just like we game black pink, you know, we're getting something from them. So yeah, we're gonna hype this up and like, let's go, girls, give us something. It's just a big disconnect. It is unfair to you that you like you all have said that they get these twenty one comparisons when they're coming during the pot in that regard uh, that. They really don't have a say in their identity of their music or like you know he said they're telling teddy what they want to sing about and then he's like oh i know a 21 to like <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> like no you do it. Oh. grabbing it from the shelf oh. Oh. so so i just i just want them to do well because they need to like you know we kind of really do need like girl groups to like stick around and to <laughs> give us some because we all see that the last generation of girl groups like they're all struggling or they're all so we need to have now to like survive and to make it you know <laughs> it's just a big old man <laughs> yeah, no, uh, but like... <laughs> But I'm still hoping. I still have hope for them. I'm not gonna give up on them. You know that uh, Ashley can't say like they're basically still a rookie group, so they still they have are. time to grow, mm. despite their lack of you know performing and things like that. And I will say too that that was the issue with Icon too, because like when they first mm. came out, they were a whole big struggle mess, and then YG <laughs> shipped them off to Japan for a year just doing tours and when they yep. came back for their second album it was a whole new group i mean i was like yes this is i was like i knew you had it in you i was crying the happy tears i was like yes this is the icon that i was hoping for and those, and those were just like the music show performances like a concert like and they're still a young group and i yeah. mean that was like they 
it's in them to do it. I feel like Blackpink, they have it in them to do it. They just need that. Maybe sing them off to these tours is going to help. It's going to be the thing that really like lights the fire underneath them or, you know, give them that inspiration to go forward and to, you know, you know, really snatch everybody's edge edges then, you know, maybe you tug at twice a little bit. Um, <laughs> <and> then, <laughs> Wait, I have a then, question though. You know, in, okay. in sorry, in like in 4D, you know the part when they go Blackpink, mm-hmm. does that not remind you of Twice? When Twice like yells it in the, every single song that they do? Yeah, it does. I was thinking, I was thinking, I was like, there's a lot more like chanting going on, but I feel like other girl groups are doing that yeah more often now okay because when i saw the video that was the first thing that clicked me i was like um you because remember we're used to like um black pink in your area you know like that whatever thing that they were doing in for most of the other singles that they dropped so when i heard that i was like oh so we're going the twice route today <laughs> and it's Maybe. but it's weird it's weird <laughs> Though I will say to you with Icon, at least Icon, you know, once again, like Bobby and B.I., they write like a lot of their songs. And for Bobby Solo, he wrote his songs. And Empty by Winner was co-written by Bobby, I think, and B.I. So it's kind of like YG, the way he treats the guys is so different from the way he treats the girls. Lehigh is like yeah. in a basement crying on camera saying she wants to perform. She wants to come back. You know, like, and she's just not getting it. And Blackpink, you know, they're, thank God they had that rea- that reality show that they did, the Blackpink house, because if they didn't, they would have just been in the basement the whole time. Yeah. just And the fans had to beg for that, I feel like. Yeah, you know? of course. Of course. Yeah. I w- it's weird though because I don't know if you saw any of Blackpink's uh, pre-debut videos, like the dancing videos that they did. I don't think I've seen pre-debut stuff from them. If they brought that energy to these performances, we wouldn't even be like I wouldn't even have a problem here. You know, well, like see, could- that's interesting because people, yeah. were, you know, they've released you know the um, their um, dance practice, the dance practice. Yeah, that's yeah. What of of. Um, uh, do and um, uh, Forever Young. And people are saying, you know, that they are showing, I do think they're showing a little more energy in those, at least. At least, in, you know, they're a little more, they've got a little more energy in those than they do, you know, on stage. So I wonder if some of it is, you know, like I said, it's just nerves and, you know, not, you know, like you said, not having the stage the time on stage mm-hmm. to really kind of get used to it um along with just an experience i would say an experience oh. yeah oh with that with the dance practice you just dance like you're not thinking about singing too um yeah, i don't know i don't know if you if you all have performed or not but <laughs> it's like <laughs> you have to really multitask on a whole lot of different things that's true and it doesn't it doesn't appear that way because they're just like oh they're just up there. like i could do no. honey there's a whole <laughs> lot going on <laughs> when you're up on stage performing there is so much going on and that can be overwhelming so like yeah. so sometimes like when they, they do block up and you like just like break down it becomes too much 
Um, so like with the dance practice, like all we had to do was just dance, dance hit these moves. Mm-hmm. That's it. We don't go. Yeah, a part. Of, um, I, mm-hmm. I guess I would be mad if I had to wear kitchen gloves and. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess that would just ruin my whole like you know I don't really want to sing right mm-hmm. doing uh, I don't know opportunities to do better yeah I just want for them that's what I, I want for them I think that's the gist of it like we you know we're not here to like you know, dog pal on Blackpink. We want them to yeah. do better. We want them to, you know, excel and not be in the basement and, you know, make good music. It's just when you have such an aggressive sort of tough image and you're from such a big company, like like YG, where the attitude is everything, you, you have expectations, you know, yeah. and they're not being met in some, some ways. And we just want you guys to be better, like, we're here to dissect yeah. the situation, not exactly. to not to pile yeah. on. Exactly. And, yeah. And, you know, also there's this fact that regardless of what we say, their album is doing gangbusters. Um, of course. It it's is- it's <laughs> selling really well. They are winning yeah. on music shows. Um, today, it was revealed that um, their mini album debuted or... No, the single debuted at number 55 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. Wow. And their Square Up album debuted at number 40 on the U.S. Billboard 200. Wow. So this is interesting because this puts um, another piece of news into a whole new, like, uh, mm-hmm. whole new like area now because uh, earlier sometime last week um, it was uh, reported that Blackpink had been getting love calls from the US and that YG was interested in pursuing um, pursuing these um, offers from apparently US networks and music producers Um so I f- I'm of two minds about this. I feel like this, this is good um, that they're doing so well. But at the same time, like I said before, I'm, I'm nervous about this because I feel like the best thing that could happen to them is that they could get more experience. But if they were to go over to America, I feel like they're not ready for that. And... No. It's going to be Wonder Girls all over again. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if YG's thinking in that manner. Um, I hope he's talking to his good buddy, JYP, um, and getting the lowdown on what happened to him. Because I feel like with what happened with BTS, that some people have got dollar signs in their eyes, but they're not realizing that what happened to BTS was completely unplanned and that it's mm-hmm. still not a sure thing. For any group, not, I mean, any group, I'm not just talking about K-pop, but none the least a K-pop group to, you know, come to, you know, to start off in America and, you know, 
to think that you're going to, you know, hit it big, even with the resources that they would have or the connections that they would have. I mean, you have to start mm -hmm. off where everybody does, trying to get public recognition. And, and in America, that's not easy. And with the little, the, the, the few scant experiences the girls have had, I mean, after seeing how they've done on Korean TV, who thinks that they're ready to be going on Regis and Regis? I'm showing my age here. Um, <laughs> oh my God, Regis has not been on That's that okay. show in over a decade. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, it's uh, to go on. Um, who is it now? Who is that girl? Is it even Kelly? Kelly? Is it Kelly? Kelly? Kelly and whoever. It's yeah. Kelly and whomever is with her now. I don't she know was who's... with that football player, Michael something, and then I think he left. So now it's just he her. left. Yeah, I think she's I guess. just by herself. Yeah, with Kelly or on, you know, you know, late night, um, you know, any of the late night shows, um, like uh, Girls Generation did, um, you know, and it's it's that's a big deal, and you know. It's, it's I feel like it's going to be if they do something like that now um, it's going to be to their detriment but I'm really wondering where, mm -hmm. where they're going to be where they're going to go now um, yeah. because after the week that they're having um, I, it'll be interesting to see and already YG has they've announced that they're going to release another song this year really so huh. yeah so it's it's it'll be interesting um to see i mean it, i don't know but i i'm totally against the the u.s thing totally against it um it's just i don't think it's gonna turn out good for them i mean i don't care if they've got four english-speaking members it's it's you know i you know i they need to get used to to, to appearing on korean television first so I think it's interesting that they ranked we'll so high. About, oh. oh, sorry. No, go. go. Oh, the thing I will say about JYP and like the Wonder Girls and all that flop was that partly happened around the same time as the U.S. set up ready to go full throttle with the debut. Not just but for like, I know, I want to say 2 p.m. in like once that recession hit everything, like West Division of JYPE went bankrupt, and he was like, "We're going back to Korea." That's why mm -hmm. that one, one guy, JYP for fifteen years. That's training for fifteen years to be like one of the American debut under JYPE. But then all that happened, and then he just stayed in New York. What they all went back to uh, Korea. Uh, that's all I want to say about that. So mm. we can have this whole, I can have this whole big talk about the Wonder Girls in America, but I'll say that for another time. Well, um, yeah, yeah, that was pretty no. bad. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I actually think don't know much about it. To bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, they didn't do, I mean, for, they actually had the highest um, charting in the Billboard 200 up until Blackpink just broke it. Um, Wonder Girls did. Um, so they mm -hmm. they broke the the chart too. I mean, with nobody um, when they first started promoting mm -hmm. here, and they appeared on quite a few shows. Um, but 
you know, like you said, I mean, it was timing as well. The recession, you know, it was yeah. not a good. It was not a good time for them to be doing that. But, no. um, and for whatever reason, they were, you know, still here, you know, and they lost money. But mm-hmm. even with that, I, I, I still think I, I don't know. I, Nat, what do you think? I just thought it was interesting that they didn't do any, they didn't need to promote in the U.S. to have these sort of records that they were um, sort of breaking and shattering here in the U.S. Because compare it to BTS who did have to promote in the States through the Billboard and through all of the whirlwind sort of U.S. uh, promotions that they've been doing. And I mean, what they obviously made bigger records, obviously, but it was instrumental to that versus Blackpink, who I think are more organic in a sense because they were just releasing music in Korea, like as every other K-pop group, let's be honest. And they were able to drop and uh, the music and have like their music video. I think it's at like 100 views right now, 100 million views, sorry, right now. And, you know, they Mm -hmm. broke the Wonder Girls record and now they're getting the love calls because people are seeing, you know, like they're at home and they're able to do this. So let's see what they can do. I absolutely, I absolutely agree that they're not ready. I don't think they're prepared. I don't think they're ready. I mean, even Girls' Generation with the the boys, they and their attempts on the U.S. market, like they were seasoned by the time they dropped that. And it still wasn't, it didn't really make an impact in the way that they were hoping or even at all in some cases, if depending on who you ask, you know, so Mm -hmm. Blackpink, the best thing they can do is do their tour in Japan. Japan is a great place for a lot of these groups to sort of like find their footing and to, because Mm -hmm. I think the audience is a little bit more, it's a little bit less rigid than the Korean ones. And I feel like Mm -hmm. whenever I see people performing in Japan versus in Korea, like they're more loose on stage. So I'm hoping Mm -hmm. that they'll, they'll be able to find Blackpink and what that means <laughs> musically there. <laughs> so, you know, when they drop their next Teddy, you know, 21 reject song, you know, they'll be able to, to, to show us, you know, different sides of them. And, you know, I think they'll hopefully be able to carry that forward. I mean, I'm not saying that they shouldn't, you know, be on a show, you know, an interview show or whatever, but I don't want them to perform. I really, I absolutely don't want them to perform no. on... Um, American TV. I just don't yeah. want it. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see a lot of shows like Yeah. Oh, it's so, like you have like the K-pop yeah, these K-pop acts going on like these late night shows that their target demographic may not know about. No. <laughs> or may not be yeah, these are, <laughs> yeah, they're Stay yeah, up. yeah. They don't and even watch. watch these shows. No. It's like you're going on, <laughs> you know, Stephen Colbert and it's like Okay, but your average age of your fan is like sixteen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They should do. So, is TRL still a thing? I remember no. they they came Wait. back. They yeah, made, came back, right? I really. But I don't know. Uh, what I, don't know. Hmm. I don't know. I don't have no idea. And they said that it's that it's canceled, and then they brought it back again. I don't know. Uh, but, like nobody knows nobody yeah knows. nobody but i think Maybe that would we be can... a great place for them yeah or like yeah. a 
BTS just won a bunch of awards for Radio Disney. I mean, they could do the Disney Channel. I don't know. Oh, yeah. What, they, what they're doing over there. Yeah. But um, one more thing I wanted to mention is that, you know, we talked about boy and girl groups in Korea. But I have to say, I think America has a boy uh, girl group problem as well. Um, I feel like mm-hmm. at least in the West, we are less receptive to girl groups. Um, I feel like, I mean, if you really think about the girl groups that we've had, that have come out of the West, that have really been popping, I can't really think, I mean, really, I can't think of really anybody other than Destiny's Child and Spice Girls. Well, those are big names. Like, the thing is, there are always going to be smaller known groups that are not going to be as popular. So, like, look at Lil Mix versus One Direction. Both came from X Factor in the UK. Look at the heights that One Direction, like, reached, right, in terms of popularity overall. While Lil Mix, who I would... I would definitely say are much more talented <laughs> in terms of yes. singing and dancing. Black and like, magic. Yeah. Oh yeah. So like, but That's they the weren't song. able to <laughs> hit those highs. You know, like. Um, oh, I definitely think yeah. they're there, and they're. I think they're successful in their own right. And the oh, yeah, UK, sure. which is why I mean, I I like Little Mix, which is why this is a thing. Yeah. Frustrates me to no end that they have not been able to even have a moderately hit single in the U.S. Um, and even when you look at Fifth Harmony, who did have a hit single here, and they were kind of well known. I think the average yeah. person did not know them, but I feel like Fifth Harmony. I mean, they did have a member leave, and they did have an intergroup disharmony. Yes, um, not to make a pun. But <laughs> I feel like the group kind of fizzled out. And just from what I've read about the group, you know, at Epic, which was their um, record company, did not kind of, never really kind of went 100% in with them um, like they did their solo mm-hmm. acts. And basically once Camilla went solo, they pretty much put all of their sort resources into her. Um, so I feel like there is kind of a thing with, with girl groups I, I don't know I feel like it's it's kind of like how guy groups once were where they've become kind of a outmoded sort of thing and so I don't know I feel like there's a hesitancy to kind of get back into that so that's I'm not mm-hmm. saying that that means that nobody would be able to succeed here I just feel like that we have maybe there might be kind of an undercurrent of bias it's weird here too i think that like with regards to america and like boy boy groups and girl groups like i feel like homegrown talent in a sense is is not it's hard to come by like excluding obviously backstreet boys and saying you know o town that whole bus like when i was a teenager right Mm. it just feels like you know, mm-hmm. they have these 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 sort of spurts. So it was like New Kids on the Block, then Backstreet Boys and Sync, then you know One Direction, and like I guess we're waiting for the next thing. But we don't really have consistency with these groups. You know, like they sort of last for you know like five six years, like in K- like in Korea, and then mm-hmm. they sort of like fizzle out. Versus places like the UK and in Europe, 
and in mm-hmm. South America and in Korea where you have like consistency there's always um sort of like an there's always a boy bands there's always girl bands in the same way versus mm-hmm. here where it's like a trend I think more yeah. like yeah it's popular and then it's not and then it's popular and then it's not like look at the UK like I mean right. I can only go by the UK because like I love pop bands so like you know girls allowed and the saturdays and the wanted like they always you know jls they always had like boy groups and girl groups like these are things that always exist there versus like america where like after backstreet boys and nsync you know they had some groups here or there that tried to make it but the industry went in a different direction you know afterwards Mm -hmm. it it went more hip-hop r&b and then it went like really weird sort of like emo and with like Lincoln Park and stuff like that. So like it's it's it. I think it's there's no consistency in terms of it the attention because it's a trend. It's treated like a trend here. Yeah. Um yeah. and then I think on top of that sorry? Oh go on, go on, Pete. Oh, sorry, I was just, on, I'm just gonna finish real I'm gonna finish real because I've been talking a lot. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um it's okay. yeah. I, I just I just feel like pop music. But <laughs> um yeah, I was gonna say like, and on top of that, boy groups get more love. So like, you have these mm-hmm. these sort of like competing and like consistent factors sort of hurting the in the groups themselves, but all specifically girl groups. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think I'm gonna close off the conversation. But is there any last words on Blackpink? Hoping mm-hmm. for you. <laughs> we are rooting for you. <laughs> <laughs> do better please hope you have lots of opportunities to sing dance get your stuff so then you can really show us what you're about <laughs> that's all I gotta say <laughs> I agree completely <laughs> that's good end it on a positive note yes yeah just keep shining <laughs> okay awesome all right um, as uh, usual, you can uh, find us on Twitter at NYA Netizens um, and drop us a line, or you can also um, send us uh, email at notyouraveragenetizens at gmail.com. Send us an email that way and we'll respond. Um, I want to thank Nat and Jay for joining me for this podcast. It was a great discussion. And we'll see you guys in a couple of weeks. And thanks for listening. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Yay.